This is Athenexus, episode 25. Subtle, discreet, and changing. On Sunday, May 13th, 2012. And now, expecting logic to win is ill-advised. How's it going? Doing well? Mm-hmm. Big week? You forget to talk on a podcast. You really don't. I mean, we can mm. we can just hum all day long here. Well, I'd rather you translated that into Niao. Uh, you know, I could, but maybe later. Okay. Yeah. Big week? Yeah, pretty big. Mm. A lot of news this week. Oh, man, yes. Uh, I could spend a whole day talking about lawyers. I mean, lawyers stuff. Uh, a lot of news this week. Uh, but before we get there, we have some uh, other stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, as of yesterday, I am finally a non-college student. As opposed to? College student. Ah. Turns out. Turns out that I'm done with St. Paul College forever. Really? Yes. Only made it one year. Couldn't take another. That's pretty bad. Ah, it's a bad school. Ah, I don't want to say bad school. It's a school not for me. Is there a school for you? Um, I have yet to find one. How many have you looked at? I've toured a few, but uh, I, I don't need school. Yeah. You know why? No. Super hacker, self-taught. Ah, uh, that's true. I mean, self-teaching is the way to go. I mean, when I was in St. Paul College, I was... Like, you remember when I started my little Beowulf cluster? Yep. And do you remember when I started um, my little Apache server and all the other things? Experimenting with that on my own has taught me a lot more about Linux than my Linux class did. Of course it did. Um, honestly... Self-experimenting and exploding is the way I learn best. And I'm so thankful that people have donated materials for me to blow up. Right, of course. Because uh, if I didn't have all that recycled stuff from SPPS, I'd be bored. <laughs> I might be stuck playing video games like common kids. Common kids. Like, I, I, I gotta stop referring to myself as a child. I'm an adult now. Possibly. I refer to kids as kids all the time. Try now. Harder. This time. No. Child. Uh, or what do you always tell me? Same thing. Uh, so how is your printer doing? Ah, not my printer. St. Paul College's printer. Turns out, turns out, that every semester they give you a crazy amount of paper you can print off. Like, you can print off, like, 300 sheets of paper. Mm-hmm. And first semester I'm like, okay, well, I'm going back next semester. I hope, I know it's not going to roll over, but, you know, I don't, I don't print. It's the digital age. Why would I ever need to print anything? Right. Well... I printed off 300 sheets of paper yesterday. Um, actually, no, it was Thursday night. It was Thursday night. I went a little early to school because the road system, like, is Sable College is turned, is, um, like, has two one-way streets right next to it, both of which are closed, and the other two streets are overflowed with traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, this is impossible to get around St. Paul College right now, and so to avoid that, I just went during non-rush hour time. Right. My class started at 6, and I just showed up at, like, 2.50. Mm-hmm. And so, do you remember my lovely troll face? I do remember the troll face. Yes. Well, I printed off 75 copies of that. Okay, that's reasonable. And I printed off 75 copies of my customized troll face. Can you explain the customized troll face? Well, or is this going to be a secret? To, inter- to be introduced soon? This will be introduced soon when it's on your lawn. Okay, so we won't we won't tell anybody about that. But when we get it on the line, we'll tweet a picture or something. Yeah, I, I, I need to grab those signs from you. I know I left I mean, two by fours by a tree. They, I mean, they are really great signs. I, I was privy to the uh, yeah. signage. The signage, yes. And um, also a few, like, just like ten raptors and like ten Syracuse pictures and then ten animals. Um, 
and see what else. Oh, that one Gruber American star yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I don't know where, what happened to any of that. Yeah, don't worry, it's not a, not important. I also printed off a guide to memory management with C. Yeah, and like, what's, uh, is that one uh, well, basically, just as big as a troll? No, it's a troll of myself because I'm reading it. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just talking about how to steal memory from the kernel I have to ask systems. a question. Are there strings in C? Yes, when you import this library for that. <laughs> okay. You deceive me at all times, especially throughout high school. Not my problem. I, I took everything you said as at face value. I thought what you said was true. Like, I believed the things you said. There are no strings in C, but maybe there are strings in some library somewhere. There are strings, and it works, and it's nice. Sure, there are. Sure, sure. I proved you right. In a wrong sort of way. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of you, you being done with uh, St. Paul College, I am done for the year, for the summer at least, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the U of M. Yeah. So I had my last final uh, this morning. How was Computer it? science. Uh, everybody thought it was going to be a lot longer. I thought it was going to be like 15 problems, you know, like mm. 15 long problems. like Kind of like a physics exam. That was a long one. Yeah. Because um, normally they're about seven problems, so you approximately double it, right, for a mm-hmm. midter- or for a final from the midterms. Yeah. Uh, well, it was just nine, so just two extra problems. Not a big deal. It was pretty straightforward. Um, and two pretty constant? Th- pretty constant. Uh, there were two slight derivatives. There was, um, aside, from, aside from those derivatives, those, mm. those insane curves, there were uh, two of those nine problems were just uh, kind of like multiple choice kind of things. Okay. Like you had a circle multiple things from a group of four choices. Interesting. Well, you know, like properties of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that so, was, it wasn't too bad. I, I thought it was okay. Yeah, but I, I want to hear more about this constant you were talking about. You were telling um, me earlier. Well, so uh, on my physics exam, there was a question I didn't know how to answer. Uh, I was supposed to calculate the induced current going through a triangle uh, loop in a magnetic field. Mm-hmm. Didn't know how to do that, because that's ridiculous. Just so you know... And uh, so what I did is I just simply wrote the Rampersad constant right mm-hmm. there in the little box. And for those who don't know, what is the Rampersad constant? Well, I don't really know what it is per se because I didn't make it up. Somebody else did. Uh, so if anybody is listening and they want to tell me exactly what the Rampersad constant represents, you should uh, send us some feedback because uh, I don't actually know. But essentially, it's supposed to be able to answer any question. Is this just to get viewers to sign in? No, but that, that's allegedly what it is. Okay, we'll just we'll just go with that. I mean, when we used it in our chemistry class years ago, uh, we were supposed to write it on our exam, you know, during the AP test, if we didn't know the answer. It was supposed to be the answer to any question. Yeah, that sounds fun. Constant to everything. Hmm. Yep. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, also this week I played a game. Oh, um, what was it called, Journey? Yes, it was called Journey. Uh, so uh, I think you were impersonating the guy who I learned about this game from. Yes, um, this week was um, Syracuse week. I was <laughs> pretending to be John Syracuse. So basically what I did was I printed off a picture of his face, changed my Skype profile, changed my Facebook profile picture to his picture, and then every sentence ended, like an animal! And then so next week I'm going to try doing Merlin. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so, Journey is a game where there's no like text in the game. Like, there's no talking. There's no text. It's all visual. Okay. Um, so you you're in the desert. You start in the desert on top of a sand dune. Okay. And then you see this huge mountain in the distance, and your journey is to the mountain. Okay. To the peak of the mountain, where there's a huge glowing light that you can see you know, hundreds of miles away. And so you walk there very very slowly. Anything along the way? Yeah. 
some stuff. Ruins. So there's a bunch of ruins, and when you walk up to the ruins, they kind of help you understand what's going on in the world and stuff, and why you're trying to get to the mountain. It's all pictures. It's like hieroglyphics. Did you end this quest? Yeah. How was it? It was good. What was the mystery? I can't tell you that. You have to buy it. (sighs) Okay. So prior to the show, you told me this game was not worth the money. So, okay, so it's funny because uh, John, on his show, Hypocritical, Mm -hmm. uh, he um, was debating with his, uh, I don't know, commentary, his his feedback, that some people say that they like their games that cost so much to be a certain length. Yeah. Now, I thought the story in the game was great, but it was $15 for like four hours of game time. Yeah, and if you want a long game, just buy Pokemon. Well, and there's no story in Pokemon, because I know how to write a Pokemon story myself in my sleep. Yeah, but you can play that game, you can farm the crap out of it, it'll always be the same. Yeah, and it doesn't. it's not very fun either. That's not the point. It's merely acceptable. Well, so so Pokemon is one extreme, and this is on the other extreme, where it's a great story, but incredibly short. Mm. And I think it could have benefited from a little bit more content in the game to make it slightly longer. Mm. Now, well, by Journey I, Two. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, or the Journey far, Farther, or whatever they can with this, like with a name like Journey, they can come up with a good right. sequel name. Journey Space Edition. <laughs> yeah, you know, like with little Hibbert. gravity. Yeah, no, but one of the things uh, so you know, in um, Xbox, they have the achievements. I think they get they, they have the yeah, yeah. same kind of thing on the uh, PlayStation Network, I guess. And if I were to complete those achievements, it would probably take a lot longer. But I'm not really in it for the achievements. I'm in it for just playing the game. Yeah. But everything looks really nice. It's 720p, which looks really good. Uh, Everything's rendered really nicely. Looks great. That's nice. Um, So I didn't know what the game was initially. I mean, there there wasn't a link in the show notes on that particular episode for the game. Mm. Uh, And when I don't see a link to a game not going to Amazon, I'm wondering, so where do I buy it? So I looked on Amazon for it. Doesn't exist on Amazon. Mm. Where do you buy it? No idea. Well, apparently you could buy it at a GameStop, which is ridiculous. I wouldn't set foot in there. Yeah, I mean, me neither. I don't even know where a GameStop is in America. Uh, I know where there's one in Canada. Really? Yeah, I went to this mall and I was there and I saw one. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I totally lied about that, just so you know. Mm. Uh, so apparently what you have to do is you have to buy it on the uh, PSN um, online thing. Like, you have to buy it through the PlayStation 3. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Xbox Xbox has lots of games like that. Right. But I've, I've never done that before because that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you, it's it's simple. It's nice. It's easy. Yeah, but here's what isn't nice. What? So how do you buy, like, you know how the Xbox credit thing? Yeah, you either go to Target and you buy a little card and enter in the promo code. It's mm-hmm. like adding airtime to your phone. Right. Well, turns out you can't just, like, I don't know, pick a certain number of dollars. You have to do it in their stupid increment thing. So it's five, ten, or twenty-five, or fifty, or a hundred. Okay. Game's fifteen dollars. Now I could have done a five and a ten, but that would be ridiculous. Uh, so I just did twenty-five. So I have ten dollars to spend on the PSN thing. Yeah, still. When I when I got my Xbox this summer, like I got it right after graduation, mm-hmm. and um, I got twenty bucks worth, and I got uh, what was it, Worms, and then a bunch of other stuff, and then I got the Steve Jobs South Park thing. I remember and that, that. that that was the worst of worst spentage of money ever. Spentage. Spentage of money. It was just an awful thing. You know, that was really the worst South Park I've ever seen, and I've only seen like four. Yeah, but normally South Park is great. 
Well, um, I mean, that was just ridiculous. Yeah, so you have to you have to buy Journey on the PSN network thing, and uh, it's a lot of work. So you could enter your credit card through the the PS3 with mm-hmm. a little you know joystick controller thing. Yeah. But can you imagine how annoying it is to enter what twenty numbers, you know, a credit card number, mm-hmm. into that stupid little box on the screen, ten feet away with the little joystick? It's horrible. Yeah, I mean, you can just do that with Microsoft's live site. Yeah. So you can do it on a computer, or you can enter it. Well, it turns out Sony you can do the same thing, but they don't tell you where. So mm. you have to go find your account. You have to go register your PS3. Then you have to not use the PSN network. You have to use your Sony Entertainment Network account. Odd. Dumb. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Also, did you know you can hook up a USB keyboard to your Xbox? I didn't it makes have typing an, a lot faster. I didn't have an Xbox. One's been here before. I was assuming that you would examine it. But no, you can um, just type right in there. I don't even have USB keyboards. I would like to say that that's a lie. But it's wireless, though. Would it work wireless? Yes. Oh, I'm impressed. I don't know. Probably. What is it, running Windows? Pretty much. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Speaking of that, do you think the next Xbox is going to run a derivative of Windows 8? I think it's going to be looking similar, like a a Metro interface. Because the next Windows Phone, Windows Phone 8... Yeah. It's going to be essentially Windows. Mm-hmm. And then it'll look like the regular Metro that we all know and hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's not bad on one monitor. It's not bad on a little 5-inch screen, but when it gets to being that big, it's kind of useless. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I'd like to see the Xbox actually turn into a uh, Windows derivative. That'd be pretty cool. We'll see what happens. But right now they're so inter- they're intertwined, like all the networking stuff, all of it. Like there's no settings. You just publish stuff on your computer. Like you right click it, say share on this network, and then well, you can watch videos from your right, Xbox on your computer. Right. But what I'm saying is like like it's a custom OS right now. Yeah. And I would I would love to see that uh, Microsoft bring all of the potential of Windows to the Xbox, but keeping that nice Xbox UI. Do you know what's not nice about Xbox? No. Or not nice about Xbox, but what's something people can do on an Xbox? Uh, what do you mean? So you know what free B- BSD is? I have heard of it. Well, a bunch of people found a way to throw that on an Xbox. Those unfortunate children. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just the worst idea ever. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It's... They used to be able to do that same thing with uh, the PlayStation, but then Sony patched whatever a lot of the people to you know put their Linux on it, and then everybody was angry. Yeah, like five people in the world. Oh, lots more. Fifty. What did I say? Lots. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk so, about some news? I do. So let's jump straight into Linux. Why don't we jump right into Linux? So, you know the company that backs you want to? I have heard of them. Um, I want you to say their name just for fun. Well, can I tell you something? Can no, I tell you something? No, I am running a browser called Opera, and apparently I just downloaded an extension that allows me to say stuff. So, you gotta be grabbing kidding me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Turns out, turns out, turns out, just one, just one moment. Having some opera issues. You... Okay, well, I know what's going on in this thing in a second. Oh, okay, this, this is absurd. Apparently, apparently in Google Docs, I can't copy text out of it with opera. Control C, I can't even just go to copy. And it's just copying blank text. Um, sure notes are haunted. Either way, it's um, canonical? Canonical? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. 
Um, but basically, it's the company that funds all the crap. Like they, they're the ones who do all the certifications and right. the publishing the books and all the other things. Yeah. The money making end right. of you want to. Right. Well, they say that in this in next year and into this year, that five percent of all PCs are going to come with you with Ubuntu twelve oh four. Okay. Now that just seems ridiculous. Why? Because I've never ever seen a single computer ever ship. With Linux on it, that wasn't like System seventy six or they're some joke. other crap. Just so you know, they're not real. Uh, trust me, I know that. Um, so here's what here's what the, the this post says from someplace. Um, last year, seven point five billion devices. But like, do you you know when you install Java, it says two billion devices run Java. Yeah, but you know it's still running Java, just like when they just like when Adobe claimed Flash was on ninety seven percent of computers. Yeah. Except you know it was eight versions too old. Mm-hmm. Oops. Um, Last year, Ubuntu shipped on $7.5 billion worth of hardware. That doesn't mean units of hardware. That just yeah. means monetary value of hardware. Now, that could be just like, I don't know, but some number of millions of computers. That's not a significant amount. But that System76 computer, remember, it was $10,000 for their high-end model. Yeah, I know. Um, so what the what this article is actually going on to say is that next year they expect to double those numbers to 18 million, 18 million units uh, worldwide, or what uh, they say would be 5% of PC shipping worldwide. Now, that's worldwide. Now, I think that's yeah, totally... Yeah, much fe- bigger in Europe. I do know that. I mean, I think that would be feasible worldwide. 5% worldwide, that's, mm-hmm. that's reasonable. Yeah, I suppose. Because the Mac penetration in the U.S. is like 10%. Mm-hmm. And what do, you, what, do you, what do you suppose the penetration of Ubuntu in the U.S. is? Uh, 0.02. Yeah, less, significantly less than half a percent. And, yeah. Uh, and then everything else is Windows XP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the saddest thing? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's totally feasible. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, the hardware that it's going to be put on, it's going to be junk? Or will it be good? Because if it's not good, they can't really run Unity well, mm-hmm. and then everybody's going to hate it. Well, like, do you know the Chromebooks? Mm-hmm. And how they just had, like, um, Acer, Asus... I think they had an Acer and, and a Dell? Samsung right now. Oh, Samsung, Samsung. I thought there was three. I get um, confused between Acer and Asus, so I, I'm not sure. I think there's one of each. Um, but I, I could be wrong. I, I didn't take the Chromebook seriously. Because it's not meant to be? Yeah. I don't think really Google takes it seriously. Have you noticed that Google does that a lot to a lot of their products? Yeah, I actually have noticed that. They announce it, hype it, and then just instantaneously wait for people to forget about it and then discontinue it. Well, I think they do that so they can see what the reaction is. And if people like it, they'll be there. And if they don't, then they'll just leave. Yeah. Or just... And you know, a lot of those projects also were the 20% side project things. Yeah. But look at... So, like, the dream, though, for Google is that another Gmail will come out of that. It never will happen again, but that is the dream. Yeah. I mean, what can you ever accomplish with Google Buzz? I was just thinking back to that <laughs> earlier this week because we were talking about how it tracks everybody. Like, it really does. Yeah. And so if anybody had more than two friends, it would just be overwhelming. Did you know there are 200 Dell stores in China? That's Dell pretty... stores? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know there was such a thing. Well, I, I did know that there is a iPhone gas grill store. <laughs> I do know that, yeah. <laughs> but, Speaking yeah. of Dell and Ubuntu, I, th- okay. I think you have something uh, to talk about. Dell and Ubuntu? Yeah. Well, that depends. What are you referring to? Did you really do that again? I really, I really did that again. One was... That was not there 30 seconds ago. It actually, it was there days ago. Just so you know. Okay. Just so you know. My... 
co-host here, or host, or whatever you want to call yourself, annoying is what I call you, um, <laughs> tends to throw show notes into my portion of what I want to talk, like, I, I tell, I give Ryan's a heads up of what I'm going to actually talk about on the show, and he likes to change what I'm going to talk about without informing that he changed it, subtle, discreetly changing things. See, I don't need to tell you because you should read everything. I can't read what I don't know is not there. I don't have any way to argue with that. I'm so glad you can't find an argument. So, would you like to talk about that? Well, Dell announces a Linux laptop designed for developers. Okay, can you can you cue the laughter? And can I tell you something? I read about this on another site, um, so I do know a little bit about it. Um, basically, big screen, long battery, and everything else you expect from a laptop. Um, but it runs, it's going to ship with that, and nobody's going to take that seriously, ever. So one of the things I've noticed, as uh, I'm a pseudo-developer, I really don't develop anything, I just know how. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I've noticed is like a lot of the, the the cool the hipster stuff like your CoffeeScript, your Ruby, your Python, you know all those new like your Node.js server, all those new hipster things. Python hipster? Apparently, you've been smoking stuff. Two point seven. Two point seven. Okay. Um, all those hipster things. Everybody who does those projects, they're all on a Mac, and let me tell you why. Because they all use the Unix terminal. You know why? Why? Because it actually works. So you can't do anything in Windows like that. It just doesn't work. I mean, you could try to use PowerShell. That thing's a joke waiting to PowerShell happen. PowerShell is bad. I mean, it tries, but it's not good enough. I mean, maybe it's great for maybe administrators or something, but it, for, for anybody else trying to do real work, it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, you know, Ubuntu's great, but it doesn't have any actual quality applications, just so you know. Um, so most of the people who do those hipster projects, they're all using a Mac, and I can tell. But there's lots of good IDEs for Linux. Um, like Eclipse, that's but it's not just. But it's not and, an IDE. Like most of the people who do the, do those hipster things, they're not using an IDE. By the way, do you know what I really hate? I think they're using either TextMate or BBEdit. Do you know what I like about Eclipse? At, before you were going to say hate, but you changed yes, it. Yes, I'm going to say what I like, and then I'm going to say what I hate. Eclipse, fantastic, wonderful, everything is fantastic about it, and it's like under a gigabyte. How big is Xcode? Um, I think it's 4.3 gigs last time I checked. And then that's not including all the other stuff. That's it, just the it, core it, thing. It, it includes most of it, yeah. It includes most of it, the core stuff that you're actually going to use, but some people use extra stuff. And it has this complete crap, and I don't like I've never liked Xcode. I've used Xcode for a few things. Um, I, I just I don't, don't like it. I, unfortunately, I don't have a computer that can run Xcode. What about your little MacBook Air? Turns out if I put Xcode on this, A, the drive will fill up, and B, it'll catch on fire. Hmm. Can both happen simultaneously? Honestly, yes. Okay, don't try it. Why not? Yeah, so what are you developing? Uh, I, I use Text Wrangler on here because I don't want to pay 50 bucks for BB Edit, even though I would love to have hmm. BB Edit. If somebody wants to donate a copy of BB Edit to me, I would totally appreciate that. Yeah. You know, we, it's been a while since we asked for donations on the show. I mean, I, I, I'd also like a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I, 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 well. Um, we'll see who gets it first. Well, I don't think anybody will. So, so do you think do you think any developer would even like look at this? Well, okay. Um, so, do you know how I'm a member of the FSF? I do know that. Do you know that nobody really like 
RMS uses some Lamote crap from 15 years ago because it can't find a free computer. Um, I'm, I'm sure this Dell point. thing is just going to be filled with extra proprietary software. And so if somebody wanted a Linux box that was free for like free source development... Nobody really cares, right? You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying uh, that won't appeal to 10,000 people in the United States, and so that's, what's that, nothing? Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, 10,031. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, speaking I, of the FSF, um, yeah. I got my membership card yesterday. Really? Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be cool, but it's just a... It's a, supposed to be cool. It's supposed to be cool. It's supposed to have my name printed on it. But no, <laughs> now it's just a generic uh, membership card. All of them are the same. All of them... It's like a 4-gig thumb drive, the business card or membership card thing. Mm-hmm. And then it boots uh, Triscoll... Triscoll... Um, yeah. I'm so sorry. I meant... GNU oh, Linux. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, oh. it boots GNU Linux Triscoll. Because everybody knows you can't just say Linux. I mean, that's that's, that's almost as bad as a swear word. It really you is. Say, I mean, when we're referring to absolutely free software, you have to include the GNU part. Right. It's important. GNU CRT makes it okay. Yes. Uh, watch out. Somebody might turn it on. Right. But, yeah... Um, I don't think anybody's going to be impressed by that. You know why? Do you know why? Because it, it's coming it's... from Dell. Oh, that was my mistake. Yeah. So, you want to talk about some phones? Because I've got some phone news. Yeah, you, and, you are pretty big on phones, And you, you know what people love to read on my blog? Phone Phones. News. Well, you know how I got my phone, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I got it for an absurdly low, low price due to some fishery. Um, you know, you did say you are going to go back and talk about it, but you I never lied. did. Yeah, you don't want anybody to know about your... Fishery. Yeah. No, I, d- I really don't. Um, so, I do have some news about the Virgin Mobile, my carrier. Uh, most people, specifically one particular person, always argues with me about why I prefer these types of phones compared to, like, I don't know, the Galaxy S3 or maybe the One X on the, on the uh, HTC. Well, here's why. I'm poor. Hmm. And I can't afford a plan. I can afford the phone. That doesn't really matter how expensive it is per se. Um, so Virgin Mobile on the 31st of May. So that's just in a few weeks. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, it's coming out with the HTC Evo V4G. Yes, you heard this right. 4G. That's that's better than an iPhone. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds right. Hmm. Uh, so the Virgin Mobile is going to have a 4G phone. Um, this phone, it's not, you know spectacular but it's pretty good compared to the one i have right now and you want to know why let me tell you why wi-fi works wi-fi works that's that's also this phone that i have right now this has 2.2 android on it which is uh froyo the phone that uh they're coming out with it's going to have ice cream sandwich ah that's uh, yummy you know android uh four that's good uh so this this uh phone has a five megapixel camera with 3d imaging capabilities so you could take a 3d video want to know something funny Nobody would ever do that. Well, not that. Not only would nobody do that, but here you want to know what the best part is. What's the best part? So you t- let's say you take your video in 3D, right? Mm-hmm. You can't watch it on the phone in 3D. They took a, they took the screen that was a 3D capable screen. They took it away. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to see your 3D video, you couldn't. That's, that's pretty bad. So it also is a 4.3 inch QHD touchscreen, which is really nice. QHD means it's uh, extremely high density. Uh, uh, in fact, the density rating is uh, just a few pixels less than the new iPad density. Hmm. So the new iPad, I believe, is 264. The uh, phone that they're coming out with is 256, 
Pretty, oh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, it has a 1730 mAh battery, which will last just about forever. My phone currently has, I believe, a 1400 mAh battery, and it, its battery life is dismal. Hmm. That's uh, pretty dismal. Yeah. It has one gigabyte of uh, memory, uh, four gigabytes of internal storage, which is really nice. Uh, it apparently can be HDMI compatible. So just like my phone is, you can plug it into a mini HDMI port, yeah. which is absurd. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you can watch your phone on your big TV because your 4.3 inch screen just isn't big enough. Yeah, and uh, it has dual microphones for noise suppression, which sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And it also can use the fantastic 4G on the Sprint. That's pretty good. Yeah, and this is all available to you for two ninety nine ninety nine on mm-hmm. May thirty May thirty first. That's pretty good. Hey, I've been seeing a lot of commercials for that Lumia nine hundred. You know, I I like the Lumia 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 no. Uh, what Lumia is 900. Not Lumia 900. I can't remember. I like it. It looks really nice. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't... Like They keep on saying that it, looks, it doesn't look like a phone. It looks like something new and distinguishable. Like, right, like so it doesn't you're... look like every other phone. But it does look like everybody, every other phone. Not really. When you feel it, it doesn't look like every other phone. So did you get a chance to feel it? No, but I have felt the, <sighs> okay, the ones okay. prior to it. Doesn't count enough. Why? I felt the Lumia 600. Isn't that good? Feel it up 300 more times and maybe... It doesn't actually have a bezel. That's that's why you like it, isn't it? No, I don't. I like a little bit of bezel, but not much. Yeah, um, completely off topic. But um, on my way home from work today, um, I was going down um, 280, and then we turned off on Energy Park Drive. Do you know what I saw right on Energy Park Drive by 280? A deer. No, a building. <laughs> it was a McAfee security building. They have a headquarters in Minnesota. A what? McAfee, McAfee um, antivirus? antivirus? Ooh. Their antivirus thing. They have that there. And soon what I want to go do? Because that, that's a few miles away. I want to test a, their physical security. Put a problem? I do want to put some problems up. I like this troll face. <laughs> I mean, that would be hilarious. That would be pretty funny, actually. Um, like, I would just park, like, down the street and then walk up, post yeah, some I don't trolls. think they've... I don't... I don't... I really doubt McAfee's had any public rioters in front of their building, ever. Yeah, it's anyway, impressive. You know, if you, if you want to uh, also uh, attack Symantec, too, I know where they are, too, in Minnesota. How far away are they? They're in, uh... Wow, that was weird. This is just two miles away. What? So, just so you know, we can't hear you, but, um... Big week? <laughs> um, um... Yeah, I don't know. So, explain Hangout for us real quick. Yeah, so I, I'm simultaneously running this Google Hangout on the, uh... On the Google Plus, because I was bored, and I... I don't like Ustream. Ustream's interface is incredibly ridiculous. Don't like it, not a fan. And not accurate. Uh, yeah, it's not accurate because we've had viewer numbers and it said zero. They're totally were viewers, so we're we're trying this uh, other thing here. So that that's good. What was he saying? I forgot already. Something about a phone. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're just wrapping it up. Moving on to the next story. Yeah, what is the next story? Uh, something else about a phone. More phones. Um. So apparently, I was prompted to join the hangout, and then it says I'm not allowed. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Who is that guy? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Some random guy? I I put it on public. Okay. Well, hello, random guy. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, anyway, uh, what what's do you want me to go again? Yeah. Just, okay. Let's do all the phones so, at once. In addition to Virgin Mobile launching that phone on the 31st, Virgin Mobile is also launching another phone, the successor to the Optimus V. So prior to my Motorola Triumph, I had the Optimus V for Virgin Mobile, which I got last February, 
And so they're launching the successor to that, which will be called the LG Optimus Elite. Mm. As for how elite it is, I think that's not quite as true. It has an 800 megahertz processor, which is pretty slow. Uh, single core, but it does have a GPU, so it's not going to be like dreadful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is available for pre-order right now, and it comes out on the 15th. Now, finally, because Virgin Mobile is poor, suddenly, just out of the blue... Uh, one of the things they're instituting this, you know, last uh, November, I believe, they instituted new rules for or new pricing. Mm-hmm. So it used to be twenty five, and then some number, some number. Yeah. And then it went up ten dollars for each tier, I believe. Uh, so it went up from twenty five, then thirty five. So now, if you switch phones, so if I dump this phone and then I get the um, HTC Evo, I'd have to g- bump up to the thirty five dollar plan. So my my plan would be discontinued. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so people are going to want this new phone, right? And they a lot of people still have the grandfather, grandfathered in plan. Yeah. But that is going to be uh, discontinued for those users if they upgrade. So it's either this phone or the other phone or any phone after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Very interesting. Yeah. So uh, you go now. So turns out that um, I'm lawyer man again. You know, there's a lot of law materials for you. Um, I mean, this is this Oracle slash Google trial is taking a turn of events that I would never have predicted. Really? Really. Logic won out? No. Logic did not win. Oh, darn. Somehow, Google got convicted of um, Wait, so you're telling me you expected Logic to win? Yes. Oh, see, that was your mistake all along. Yeah. Um, this is why I think juries need to be made out of people who understand what they're thinking. Um... Or no understanding the law and everything, um, but no, this is just insane. Um, yeah, definitely. Google has been convicted; it's official now. Um, even they can't even um, expecting the judge to take a couple days to deliberate to figure out if whether it was fair use or not. And then he's just like, "No, no, that's not that's um not fair use. Yeah, it's not fair use." Okay, but like, do you know how fair use is judged? And stuff? No, I really don't know how fair um, use is determined. Well, one of the things that fair use is judged on is um, the nature of the copyrighted work. Hmm. What does so that what, mean? So what is so? Let's say um, it's like what's the intended purpose of what got copyrighted? Okay. Uh, so let's say you make a programming language, like okay, an open, let's, free let's, programming. Let's language. say I make uh, Ryan ML, a mm. new a new programming new programming language designed to make uh, web design and actually uh, RML does have a nice ring to it. Yeah, the Ryan, Ryan Percet or whatever markup language. Like. Markup language. Yeah. RML. Yeah. That, that does have a nice uh-huh. thing. Yeah. So let's say I make that, and let's say it's designed to do something, to make something effortless. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but something. Fans. Yeah. Um, and now let's say it's totally open source on uh, GitHub. Then that's pretty cool. So does that qualify for fair use? Anybody can do whatever they want with it? If you publish it to the public, yeah. Hmm. So tell me, was Java published to the public? Well, the open version was. The open mm. JRE, the open runtime, everything, yes? So you mean everything? Yes, I oh. mean everything. Oh, well. So, what happened? Isn't, isn't that fair use? Apparently not. Really? Yes. Wow, that's disappointing. Because I, I bet even Google's own CEO, or um, Oracle's own CEO has no idea. Wow. Because uh, that's kind of what he does. So, uh, so it wasn't uh, ruled as being for fair use? Nope, no it was not. What was it ruled as? Um, copyright infringement on uh, 
the official charge is... One moment, lawyer man needs to word this right. And I'm going to have my assistant read it for me. Bloody crap. Assistant, behave! This is why I need my IT stick. I need to carry my IT stick wherever I go. Maybe you shouldn't be using a browser that's unstable. No, it's it's not the browser's the trackpad. Oh, I I have noticed that on there. It, it doesn't even double scroll, right? Yeah, it, it just has a problem. Anyways, assistant, take over. Assistant. Well, I need to restart Opera. Either way, basically. Um, Google had infringed upon Oracle's copyright by using the sequence structure and organizer SSO, uh, one of the 37 Java APIs in question, and it was um, in deadlock whether it's under fair use or not. And so you understand this little nine lines of code a lot better than I do, because nine lines is kind of too much for me to understand. But before you you go on, so while you were sitting there talking, I was just doing this, like, I was just... You know, bored, and so I was just doing this, and then it's like, oh, wait, I'm on TV, never mind. <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, those nine lines of code? So, apparently, it's this little thing, called, so I know a lot of listeners are actually, in some way, involved in technology, and I'm sure you've heard of what is like what is commonly called as range check. Now, I bet you can guess what this method might do. It checks a value between two other values, and if it... You know, there's only so many permutations of ways this could work, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it either turns a boolean, you know, it's inclusive, it's exclusive, it does something or other. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's pretty logical, pretty simple, mm-hmm. right? Sounds simple. Turns out, Google, in their virtual machine, I don't know what it's called, but their virtual machine, uh, which was programmed by people who left Sun to work at Google, used nine lines of code, in, in terms of, like, a, a millions of lines of code, and it was range check that they stole. Now you could probably write this range check function. I don't know. That's pretty hard for me. To Nine lines. Out. I mean, I. I mean, you could even if you Do did it in three. If you did it in Python, it'd be like one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I did learn you can because when I was doing my um, oh. I was playing with selection sort algorithm today, or was it? It was Tuesday. Um. It was kind of fun, and I guess you could do a double assignment. Yeah. So, like, you know how... That's when, not okay, just so you know. Just so you know. Double assignment, that's... Okay, just so you know. Um, you don't understand... Like, remember when I didn't understand Java that well? I didn't yeah. understand the syntax. You'd always do crap, and I'm like, well, can't you just do it the simple way without declaring, like, six um, ints in one line and assigning them a bunch of crap? Well, um, you're just like, ah, shut up, you're stupid. And then so I'm like... Ah, grumble, grumble, and um, and you're so, playing uh, your own soundboard and sounds aren't is not okay. I just you know what? No, what just, soundboard? It doesn't exist yet. No, it doesn't. But I'm just saying. Ah, grumble, grumble. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but either way, what was I getting at? Um, and so now when I do some fancy code, you're like, that's too complicated for me. Dumb it down for me. I'm like, no, I'm staying ahead of the loop. It really was ahead of the loop. I'll explain um, So. Yeah. Uh, when I learned Python, I learned something about a tuple. No, I, I don't really know Python. Just, just It's a disclaimer. And I know a different version of Python than you And do. so tuples are essentially fake arrays. Just just saying, that's what they are. Okay. Uh, and, okay, fine. Fake list. Be that way. Schemers. Um, and turns out that you can do this thing that looks a lot like assigning a tuple in 3.2 that isn't a tuple. That's all I know. That's not okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I've never heard of that, and I don't think it's in 3.2. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, are we know. talking about Google still? I don't know. Uh, because Just so you know, tuples. How did we end up talking about Python? Probably aren't in 3.2. Either way, anyway. um, so uh, <laughs> the after effect of this Google trial. So like, you know how after a giant case like this, a hundred years from now, people are still to be declaring precedence over this stuff. Right. Like, uh, letting Oracle get away with this crap is change is going to. Well, imagine if it was okay to patent a language or to copyright a language. Imagine if somebody just crawled out of nowhere and said, "Hey, hey, I've got the copyright to C. I have the copyright to looping with iteration." <gasps> no, that means I have to pay you for everything now. Unless you stay in your scheme world. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have to worry about that then. I'm so glad I never had to deal with scheme. Yeah. It's okay. It's good to learn. Anyway, uh, so is there any um, future, uh, you know, news about this uh, ruling? Um, we'll find out more. as we Next week I'll have a complete summary of the trial because I don't think it's going to go another week. Because um, the, the verdict's been made, just some, like, you know, defining, like, what... What is actually going to have to Google have to pay for violating this? Because hmm. um, I don't think that's been figured. That hasn't been figured out. Right. Um, so what I've heard is for those nine lines of code, one hundred fifty thousand. One hundred fifty thousand dollars allegedly. Now, what the judge did say is that if they, if Oracle, they does choose to proceed with that, uh, they might not even get one hundred fifty thousand. They might get less, significantly less, because the judge doesn't really think this is, like, real. Like, he thinks this is ridiculous, because it is. Yeah, I mean, Oracle made that very clear the first day when, they, when their own, C- own CEO says, I don't know. Well, I mean, what what happened is the jury ruled that it was not in, you know, fair use. It wasn't use. fair use, and it was But the judge doesn't, like, agree. that. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, anyway... So you want to? I I'm gonna keep the Apple news and rumors for last. We'll do the uh, other phone news first. Oh, more phones. More phone news. So you know you know how um, there's this little thing that we were talking. You know the the last big lawyer man th- segment we used to have the the AT and T and T Mobile one. That was the one from last year. Oh, where you can pretend to sue, so, you can pretend to buy somebody, not buy them, and then owe you half the company or something. Yeah, something very similar to that. I still don't get that. So you remember how AT and T's big claim was that without T Mobile, they won't be able to expand their network. Yeah. So forty forty billion dollars buy T Mobile, or four billion dollars to get the same expansion on their own network without buying T Mobile. Which yeah. what's your pick? Oh, I don't know. Well, it turns out, now this is just ridiculous. The FCC did a little study recently. Because AT&T was not allowed to buy T-Mobile, AT&T said, oh man, the prices are going to skyrocket now because we couldn't buy them. Turns out, didn't change. In yeah. fact, they went down. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That doesn't seem like the story I was hearing last fall. That just seems like bad business play. That just seems like uh, the truth in reality. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was an interesting uh, little thing from the uh, uh, FCC. This, is, of course, was uh, at uh, CTIA, which is the big phone mobile, mobile phone or just mobile conference. Uh, I don't know where it was this year. It, it changes places, but yeah, it was it was an interesting show because that's also where they announced the uh, Virgin Mobile phones. Also, 
Speaking of T-Mobile, there's there's two things about T-Mobile here, I believe, and they're they're kind of interesting. So one of those two things is just being opened right now, is that T-Mobile intends to have LTE rolled out by 2013. Now Sprint is in the, in, is in process of doing that also. Now one okay. of the things, one of the dreams of humanity right now is to have a single unified wireless network. That would be nice, but there's some areas you don't need it. Well, but, I mean, just in general. So, like, any, mm-hmm. you know, populated area. It would be nice, I'm just saying, to have one single band of frequency for everybody so that any network could use it anywhere, anytime. Right? Right. So, right now, we have CDMA, GSM. And then, let's say, those GSM networks, that's AT&T and that's also T-Mobile. Well, they use two different frequencies on GSM. I don't know what the numbers are, but they use different numbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. Which means if you have a GSM phone on T-Mobile, you can't go to TNT. won't work. And if you have an AT&T phone, you can't go to T-Mobile. So even though they're using the same type of radio, they're still incompatible. Same thing with uh, Sprint and Verizon. So LTE brings the promise of having a single frequency or frequencies, because there's more than one, so that's fine. Uh, And then all phones will just be able to use it free and open, right? That would be nice. And so this will happen eventually. And so... uh, T-Mobile is going to be rolling out theirs uh, by 2013. In the meantime, they're also going to implement full-speed 3G, which is comparable to the low-tier 4G on Verizon. Imagine that. Mm. Verizon ripping people off. Full-speed iPhones. So, remember how T-Mobile wasn't included in the last iPhone announcement? Yeah. It was Sprint, AT&T, and Verizon. Yeah. No T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. You know how much money uh, Sprint had to pay to get the the rights to do the iPhone? Actually, I have no Apparently idea. Apparently, nine billion dollars. That's a lot. Yeah, I hear um, Facebook has that in like their couch or something. So but I also hear T-Mobile will never be parted with Apple, though. Do you know why? Because mm-hmm. of the fundamental problem with fonts. <laughs> so you know T-Mobile phones? I do know T-Mobile phones. Apple never and so, never acknowledged them. Do you, them do you know what font fonts. that is? Because that's not okay. Oh, it's a proprietary font called. Crap. I thought it was Comic Sans, but it's not. It's, it's not. It's not. It's, it's worse similar. It's Sans. similar to Comic Sans. It's very ornate. It's kind of like a it's curvy. Kind of, it's, all... it's it, but it's not even curvy. It's kind of like a kids font, right? Comic Sans is for proper young adults. What did I say? Child. Oh, uh, so that that's good for the T-Mobile. T-Mobile is also doing another cool thing. So not only they're going to be rolling out LTE, you know, which is high speed three G essentially, mm-hmm. you know, high speed cellular transfer of data. They're also going to be rolling out something called Passpoint. Mm. So what Passpoint does is, uh, you know, how AT and T had the um, like go into Caribou or um, Starbucks and you can use their Wi Fi for free. If you're an AT&T subscriber? No idea. Okay. That. Well, uh, you probably don't have that since you have the Go phone. But if you're a real AT&T subscriber, like you get one of the you know real plans, mm-hmm. uh, you can go into a Starbucks or Caribou or whatever, and you can get free Wi-Fi. So what's a Starbucks or Caribou? For those who don't know. Sorry, I just had an aneurysm. Piercing <laughs> glare of disappointment <laughs> oh. and aneurysm at the same time. Oh my gosh, that is not okay. Just so you know, I like my coffee black. With sugar and cream. <laughs> Does it make you racist? No, I'm using an apple. By the way, I'm using HB. <laughs> we both told the truth today. Anyway, so Passpoint is this cool thing. So instead of having to sign into the network, when you have one of these phones, your phone has a certificate. Mm-hmm. And if you're in range of one of these Passpoint Wi-Fi hotspots, you'll just be authenticated automatically. So essentially, it's a little 4G, 3G hotspot that's powered by Wi-Fi, and it's just anywhere there's access right 
Mm-hmm. So it's really nice. Uh, so one of the things that uh, T-Mobile did last year, late last year, was they enabled Wi-Fi calling. So if you you know were at home and you didn't want to use your minutes, you didn't have to. You could call using Wi-Fi. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Makes perfect sense. So this will also be possible soon with uh, T-Mobile's new Passpoint Wi-Fi thingamajig. Now, they're also hoping that other carriers start to implement this too because it is an open standard. Yeah, that would be important. Just so you know, it'll never happen. Yeah, I know. (sighs) Kids. All over the place. Mm -hmm. So, let's talk about some hardware. I like hardware. Two good hardware stories. Oh, man, that sounds so good. And we'll we'll have them in different times. But first, I'm going to talk about something about hardware. Okay. Uh, I'm just stalling for time as I'm getting this thing to load. Because, um, as you know, I don't have my show notes open because sometimes they don't refresh. Okay, here we go. Back up. So, back in 10th grade, I was reading a story about DDR4. And that was back when DDR3 was just first coming to computers. Um, like, when you could go buy it, it was like when it was first starting to come down in price. Mm-hmm. And when it was feasible it's for other really people. It's really tanked in price now. Yeah. Um, and 16 then so, gigs for 100 bucks. Uh, Great. I spent 80 for my 16 gigs. I got yeah, Kingston HyperX. Yeah, but you remember, I'm premium. No, Crucial is not always better. It doesn't necessarily mean better. Kingston is great. Sure it is. Kingston, Crucial, or Corsair? I'm fine with Corsair. So what, what's your beef against Kingston? They have a dinosaur as their logo. Do they? I think so. For that little king thing. I always thought it was a dinosaur. Did you ever look at it before? Oh, it's not a dinosaur. It's actually a guy. With a little king's hat, like a crown, isn't it? I'm going to go to Wikipedia. Hold on. How, how are we stopping the whole show just to look <laughs> up a little logo? I mean, that, is, that's just, that might be almost a new low for us. No, no, I think this is fine. I did this is it. fine? Yeah, I think it's fine. TV's fine. TV's fine. Don't okay, you. fine. It's a little red guy's head. No, no crown, no logo, nothing. Sometimes there's a crown. Not okay. I don't like them. I don't care. I am pleased to know that, however, they're still based in the U.S. So glad to hear that. Either way, uh, moving on. Um, so Micron is this company who's been developing this DDR4 stuff, and they're Wait, now Micron. Yeah. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Stop whining. Just um, saying. Just saying they're now shipping samples to um, uh, manufacturers to get into production. Hmm. Um, so they'll so when, you, when, when, when will this uh, hit the um, uh, retail? Going to be hit, hitting retail hopefully sometime next year. Um, That's good. Like, Do you think this is going to? So I don't know anything about hardware, right? Okay. Yeah. Just, just disclaimer. Mm-hmm. So when um, that new kind of memory comes out, do, does like do we have to get new boards? I mean, presumably. Yeah, absolutely. So what changes on the board? Like, is that a Northbridge, Southbridge kind of thing, or is, what is that? Um, so it's the, memory, so it's all handled by the Northbridge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know about the architecture stuff. I don't know that. Yet. Uh, just fun. Uh, either way, um, basically, um, is this going to be a lot faster transfer speeds? And what, uh, I think I saw the base speed it being what what twenty one thirty three. Yeah, twenty one thirty three. I don't even know what that means. I can't even count to like sixteen. Yeah, uh, seventeen. What am I running? I think I'm running like seventeen hundred on mine. Yeah. Um, Is it I, overclocked or anything? No, uh, yeah. I, I'm one thirty three on my it's laptop. It's weird overclocking memory. I don't know. How does that work? Well, I, I do have heatsink fins on mine, but um, I don't want to overclock because I don't, I don't think my front bus speed can handle that. Mm-hmm. 
Because um, you, you overclock your CPU, but well, you don't overclock. And then, and it's weird too, because if you overclock your memory, what's that going to really benefit you when your drive is still a trillion times slower? Actually, by the way, I did overclock my memory once. Yeah, how'd they go? it was on my GPU. Oh, uh, okay. it was not my GPU. It was on my graphics card. But it's um, kind of the same thing. That was different. Um, again, stop whining. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get back to you on the micron thing, just so you know. I will be awaiting your criticism. Okay. Continue. Um, I was trying to play some game. I forget what it was. Crisis. No, it was not Crisis. It was... Crisis. Some... Crisis. It was, I was playing Crisis the other day. Gosh. And I, I, I didn't like how many units were spawning around. And I'm like, you know, I wonder if I can make the character models on these all HD and then make a million, like destroy all my tanks and just create a bunch of infantry guys. I wonder if it'll crash my computer. What is this, pocket tanks? No, I think this was Red Alert. Oh, what two? That yeah, might have been three. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't play games really. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I get too much. Th- too many things to do to waste time with that. Uh, I, I have servers to stress test on Monday. Yeah. Right. Uh, so DDR4. Uh, if so, you know how like a lot of memory is pretty cheap right now. Like all DDR3 is you know essentially. Yeah, and cheap. DDR2 is now really expensive. Oh man, I hate that because I I have two computers in the house that need DDR2. Yeah, I need some DDR1. I gotta find somebody. And and it's not okay that I have to spend forty bucks for just four gigs, when I could spend forty bucks and get eight gigs in DDR3. It's almost cheaper to get a little laptop. It really is almost cheaper, honestly. I mean, that's a fourth of the cost. And, and then you know you spend I don't know one hundred fifty bucks after that. You can get a solid state for 100 bucks, and you can get you know 128 gig solid state, which is more than enough for a normal person, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 50 bucks would give you 8 gigs me- laptop memory in DDR3 also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just can't justify buying DDR2. So my question is, how much is DDR4 going to cost? Uh, naturally, it's going to be like double price for the first month or two, and then it's going to yeah. it's going to go back to DDR3 price. Okay, but I mean, all the manufacturers. I mean, it's just changing the lineup a little like all okay. the many it's all, all the same manufacturers are going to be competing in price like you know mm-hmm. how you have um g skill or whatever making right. the crappy crappy stuff and then um so what is micron doing what is that micron's just the company that designs the architecture and everything so uh, was, they're not they're not a manufacturer so um, is, are they're they're only one they make the like uh, spec for the memory they make the specs they they make samples like they make sure it all runs but they're not they're not mass market producers okay stuff so so they just make the spec and then they yeah. kind of like intel or no i mean like nvidia so like nvidia mm-hmm. makes the you know spec for the chips and then yeah. nobody else actually makes them mm-hmm. okay i can tell you something no if you go to micron.com, you get a their beautiful website. I would um, like to see it. I mean, it, it's, it absolutely, uh, it's one of the better websites I've seen so today. I d- so you know how it says Micron? So I typed in micron.cron. <laughs> uh, that doesn't work. No, it really doesn't. Metis looks, I really like the layout of this page. It looks really nice. Oh, look. I like their big DDR4 in the front there. It looks pretty nice. Hmm. It's their big thing right now. Yeah. Well, I lost a cap. It could be worse. Yeah, so, lost two caps. Uh, I think you either have more hardware or uh, I have more oh, Apple nonsense. Um, no, no, I, I don't like talking about nonsense. I like talking about brilliant things. Okay, please do. So, um, back at school when I was doing my, um, I was doing my computer science class where we were working with Scheme. Or Not Scheme. You were working with Scheme. That's I, right. You were working with Python. No, I wasn't. That was my structures to computer programming when I was doing oh. the Python stuff. Okay. When I was doing my computer science, I was in the land of C. Why aren't they the different? Why are they different? What? Python and... I mean, why are they different classes? What do you mean? I don't know. One was about programming, one was about computer science. 
It was programming and computer science, but okay. the other one was just about programming. That's stupid. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You keep on near you face. <laughs> um, uh, what was I getting at? Um, so we were in the we were in this um, computer lab with um, thirty um, Sunray clients. Okay, uh, you're gonna clients. have to explain what those are for the listeners. Okay, so like Starbucks. You know this company Oracle, which I hate because they're, they're being weird about nine lines of code with um, Google. Yeah. Um, but turns out they also make some great hardware um, for thin client systems. Okay. And what um, is the thin client for the listeners? Okay, so let's say you have a desktop. What's okay. in your desktop? Bunch of stuff. Lots of stuff. Um, lots of lots and lots and lots of power hungry everything. things. Power hungry and everything. Um, so you have, I mean. How do I word this? You have a lot of things you don't... So if you have a computer lab, everybody has a full-fledged computer. Um, and it's not really necessary for most of the usage of computers. Um, basically, you have one supercomputer doing all the work and just spitting out the stuff, and then the computer makes the graphics and outputs it to a monitor. So basically, a whole room is working on one compu- one server down the hall... And everybody just has a little thin client. So explain why that's a benefit. Um, benefits are it's a lot cheaper, um, a lot easier to maintain, and uh, maintenance. Thin clients last a lot longer than desktops because as soon as you buy a laptop, it's out of date. Yes. Um, as you know, with Oracle stuff, it's timeless. Um, it'll be I, the same I do know for that. years and years. Yes. Um, Solaris will never change that much. It'll never look good, but it'll be functional and great. Right. Um, I mean, lots of people use Solaris. Mm-hmm. Other people who make Windows. Windows is made using Solaris. Not surprising. Uh, uh, and lots of other heavy pushing stuff. But it basically, um, you still need to have a power, like you still need to have a little DC power supply. It's like an external brick, like, you know, a laptop. Right, um, yeah, absolutely. So a little external brick is that. Um, but HP has released a new thin client system that apparently can power itself over um, LAN. Like um, power over land is the thing, uh, but it can only go. Um, but one thing is when I think of thin client system, it needs to be a really fast network. Um, it's only 100 base T, uh, but which is fine because if it actually gets 100 um, megabits per second, that's plenty of speed for right. almost anything. Right. Um, and with you know an industrial switch, of course, that's more yeah, feasible. Yeah, bound to be using some Cisco crap. Yeah. Not, not Oracle crap, Cisco crap. That's right. Because uh, I, I just I just know that's what St. Paul College used. Mm. Um, yeah, and but um, this is going to be real nice because you have a keyboard and a mouse plugged in, and then you have Ethernet. You don't have to worry about a power cable or everything. Well, you do have to have a power cable on your monitor and stuff. Right. Um, well, actually, uh, the article says that it even powers the monitor, which is ridiculous, just so you know. It's, it's not true. I don't think so. There's no way. Uh, power well, over Well, it, it's, it's apparently, well, apparently it's an 18.5-inch monitor using, you know, LED, re- relatively a, sm- a relatively small resolution, although completely proficient enough what for... What if you're using OLED? I don't think so. doesn't say that. Um, but it's uh, allegedly some uh, 3M thing. Think about uniformity tape. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, it, there's no way... I don't, be- I don't think that's true, but, I mean, that's what it says. Yeah, but... We'll we'll see what happens. Um, I, I'm trying. To, I'm going to set up a thin client at my house. Yeah. Because um, it's I mean, what do I really do? I watch videos occasionally on YouTube because uh, I found some funny ones. I was just watching this Dragon Ball Z thing the other day, or by day I mean ten minutes ago. You're pretty much. Um, and yeah. Uh, I, I but, see. I I used to think that that the thin client method would be the way to go for everything. It is. 
But then I realized I like to actually have like a computer that works. Well, I guess you can't take a thin client system with you. And you, you can take you, your MacBook Air you pretty much anywhere. You can't take it with you, and you can't like I don't know customize anything really well fast. Depends on how skilled you are with uh, Solaris. And that's what I'm saying. Like that doesn't allow you to do a lot, and then you have to use Solaris. Well, that does limit you greatly on what applications you can use. So one of the great things about this HP thin client is that it's running Windows. Yes, it is. So that, that uh, does make a big difference. And uh, I guess it's a really fancy modified version of Windows that allows it to do a bunch of fancy stuff and with it even graphics. And al- it even allows them to run Creases. Yes, Creases, too. <laughs> um, Speaking of Windows 8, mm-hmm. you want to talk about uh, certain uh, Mozilla? Oh, yes. Um... So do you know how um, Microsoft likes getting sued, and they mm-hmm. like doing crap that gets them sued? Yeah, I've, I've heard about that. Yeah, well, they do that kind of stuff all the time. Every day. Um, and so do you know what Windows RT stands for? Uh, it stands for the Windows Runtime. And what's so, that used for? So Windows RT, like capital Windows RT, that's the new uh, SKU for the tablets that are going to be running Windows. So normally you'd have Windows 8 on a desktop. Mm-hmm. You could have Windows 8 Pro on mm-hmm. a desktop. But if you get a tablet, it's going to have Windows RT. Yep. And that's also used for phones and some other stuff. It will be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, actually, Windows RT won't be used for phones. What will be used for phones is WinRT. Man, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Just so you know. Um, but also, um, so you know the Metro interface and all the I other fancy stuff? I've heard of the Metro interface. Um, and so you know how they have lots of graphics APIs for that. I, they I, wanna, don't know, I don't know anything about it, but yeah, I can believe For the that Windows stuff, they want everything to look the same. Like, all mm-hmm. their applications that come with it, they want to look the same. So they want Internet Explorer to be free-flowing, like the menu bars. They want everything right. to do that. They want a unified interface. And they don't want other browsers on the phone, or a tablet, or whatever. Right. Um, so they basically said, well, Mozilla can do whatever they want. They can make a fake thing, but we won't give them full access to our APIs because we want it, our stuff to look better. Right. And I... I Guarantee you it'll look better than oh. anything Mozilla could come up with, even if they had a full API. <laughs> Have you ever seen Mozilla's uh, mobile uh, browser? Uh, no, I haven't. It looks really nice, actually. If the desktop version looked like it, I would be very pleased. Hmm. That's too bad. Um, but basically, um, they're trying to, I don't know, what's the word? Black box or whatever. Like They're trying to um, limit who can use the APIs. Right, so I think one of the things is... Uh, so you know uh, a just-in-time compiler? Mm-hmm. JIT compiler? Yeah. You might call it. Uh, so you know how Java is kind of like that? It's just-in-time compilation, so it turns into bytecode, and then the v- JVM turns it, the bytecode into you know assembly yeah. executable stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, so JavaScript is, can be done in the same kind of way. So what Firefox does is it turns the JavaScript in the page to essentially what bytecode is, and then it compiles it again whenever, you know, it compiled stuff runs a lot faster than interpreted stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well... Internet Explorer does the same thing now, but what it's doing it with is the old classic Win32 APIs, and Firefox needs those same APIs to do that with the hardware directly also. And in Metroland, without special permission, you can't use Win32 APIs. You can only use the WinRT APIs. Yeah. And without that, Firefox will be slower than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And I can already imagine it being slow because it is. I mean, if you were... Think of the big picture. If you're a developer and you're trying to think, like, do I want to be an iOS developer? Do I want to be an Android developer? Well, do I want to be Windows developer? And they won't like, even give you full APIs to work with. But but so here's the thing about full APIs. 
if you wanted a full API, you wouldn't get it in an iOS either. So you can't you can't legally make a browser in iOS because it would be an interpreter for JavaScript and Apple would kick you out immediately. Yeah, I suppose they would. Uh, furthermore, I think it's okay for uh, I mean full API. So you're not, what you're doing is you're not developing on Windows. So that's what that's one of the big problems with this. They shouldn't have had anything to do with Metro being in Windows. Metro should have just been a layer on top of it. It shouldn't have been side-by-side like it's being treated right now, right? Mm-hmm. You know how you can go back to the desktop? Yeah. They should have just said, tablets get Metro, w- Windows computers get Windows. I mean, that's that's just how it should have been. Yeah. But they decided to do this dual hybrid kind of thing, and the, it just totally messed everybody up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it, but we'll see what happens. Yes. So let's let's talk about some Apple news and rumors. Uh, we can talk about that. I, I know you don't thing. like to. You know, you know those lawsuits that Apple was having in other countries about 4G. Oh, uh, Australia. Yeah, specifically Australia, but other countries also had those, you know, nitpicky problems. You know, if yeah. it's not actually 4G, why is it okay for you to call it 4G? Turns out Apple agrees now, and they changed the name from 4G to cellular. Cellular. So uh, on the Apple website in infringing countries you know on that policy mm-hmm. is it's changed from wi-fi plus 4g to now simply just wi-fi plus cellular mm, interesting i don't know why i don't know what else they could have called it i mean they could have just called it 3g again because that would have been true and if it was just happened to be faster then why not um it's still pretty funny yeah yeah uh, i i wonder if apple has learned their lesson because it's ridiculous mm-hmm. also uh, this week, uh, Apple is going to be implementing new mapping technology. They're dumping Google uh, Maps, and they're going to be implementing their own mapping technology. Now, last year, and for the past few years, they've been buying up co- companies that have specialized in mapping stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know the names right now, but they have been purchasing companies. Um PlaySpace, Poly9, which is a hilarious name, and C3 Technologies are the companies they purchased. And so they're going to, you know, as recently as um, the uh, new iPad announcement, they used OpenStreetMaps or Open something, uh, oh, some open mapping system. Yeah. Um, and they got rid of Google integration for the maps, in, in, even in the iPhoto, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on iPhoto, how you can pin your location whenever you take a picture? Yeah. Well, they got rid of that, and it's not using Google Maps. It's open street something or other. So Google uh, is going to be just dumped everywhere now. No more. No more. None. Yeah. So have you ever used um, Google Navigation? Um, When I had my iPad, I, I used a couple cool things, but I was more just Google Maps. On right. Fancy, so, fancy yeah, thing. Yeah, so on uh, Android, there's something called Google Navigation. It's more than just Maps. It's voice voice directions so you tell it where you are or it knows yeah. where you are and you tell it where you want to go i think we survived a lake escape um using google navigation yeah um yeah that was that was a weird escape yeah and so one of the things that we can only hope is that uh the uh, apple brings real voice navigation to ios because it's a really great feature mm-hmm. and hopefully they don't make it suck like google did with uh, navigation, even though I love it, one of the problems is you need 3G. It won't automatically download maps for you. Mm. Uh, I think what it should do is it should download your city and some surrounding areas and then big highways in your state. Mm-hmm. Obvious. Yeah. Uh, also, have you ever heard of an iPad? Yes, I did. Would you like a 7-inch iPad? No. I wouldn't either. But apparently, there are secret rumors 
going around that there's going to be a seven inch iPad. Yeah. Again, it's like I think this is the third year in a row, and it's only been out two years. Mm-hmm. No, it's been out three years. Uh, it's pretty sad. Yep. Why would you ever want a seven inch iPad? Because it's still too big to put in your pocket. How about a real iPod Touch? How about that? Wouldn't that be just the solution? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it make sense to port? You know how the iPad Touch has been stagnated since iOS four came out. Yeah. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. It did, they got a minor spec bump. No, super, no new cameras. No, no, no anything. new anything. A minor, very minor spec bump. They still have the A4, and they don't have any new cameras or anything. Uh, so wouldn't it make sense just to make the iPod Touch a little bit better and just call it the new iPod? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, also, uh, 10.7.4 came out this week for the uh, Max. It's, you know, What's that? Oh, it's 10. Oh. 10.7.4. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it, it updates one of the security vulnerabilities that we've been hearing a lot about, uh, specifically a file vault thingamajig. It's, you know, like BitLocker on Windows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, file Vault, I believe, is very similar to what BitLocker is. It encrypts files and encrypts your drive. Turns out, turns out, uh-huh, uh, that if you used it, it would store your password in a plain text file. That could totally be retrievable. Hmm. Doesn't doesn't sound very secure, does it? Not just at like all. just like single user mode. Yeah, that, but that's meh. Is it? I mean, is it really? Yeah, you yeah. had to have physical access to the machine anyways to get it. Right. And you don't let people have physical access to your hardware. I don't know. I'm just saying that's pretty funny. Also, uh, there are speculations that the new iPhone will be uh, coming out in the uh, September. Hmm. I'll wait to September to see it not happen. Yes, I agree. So that is all I have this week for Apple and news and rumors. Yeah. Last week, did we make fun of that BlackBerry 10? We did. Okay, so so we got phones covered. Yeah, I think I think we I think we're good. Okay. Do you want to do some lightning? Let's do some lightning. Okay, good. Go. So, uh, I, I know I talked a little bit about Richard Stallman earlier. A little bit. And did I ever tell you I hate the font on um, Slashdot? No, I did not know that. Well, um, you know the word ill. I do know the word ill. Well, apparently on the font that Slashdot used, it looks like three, like I I I, like just Roman numerals like. And so it says, um, Richard Stallman falls three times. I'm like, hmm, the cause? And then it, it, it just goes, like, you have to click on a story to get that. I'm like, okay, he's clumsy. And I'm like, oh, he falls ill. So um, Stallman was giving a speech somewhere um, in this university, and um, all of a sudden he started feeling sick, and then he called an ambulance, and I guess he's going to die. Really? No, but it's going to be a few years from now. So, can he legally step in an ambulance? Because I'm sure there's all sorts of... The prepar- GPS system that navigates to the thing. I'm sure there's all sorts of proprietary software in that I mean, ambulance. The road systems. Like, like just the traffic light systems yeah, and everything. Just like everything yeah. in the world? I mean, you know. He flies on airplanes and everything else. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, but no, he's, he's not doing too well. So, so in other news... Uh, make a get well card for him. In other news, I think we can now send him... Uh, a get well get card using Google Plus because that isn't proprietary, is it? Mm, we'll see. It is. Except for so one of the cool things Google added this week is reply by email for Google Plus notifications. So when you get comment on Google Plus, you don't mm-hmm. have to actually go there anymore. You can just reply by email. That's cool. Which is so good. No, I uh, I don't know if you ever uh, use Facebook ever, but one of the features Facebook added two years ago, which saved my life, was reply by email. That's cool. So when I had my iPod Touch. You remember that? Yes, I do. I didn't really like using the um, book. Book bag. The, the Facebook. Facebook? Yeah. Didn't like using it. 
So it would, people would send me stuff, and I could just reply by email. It's really nice. Now Google Plus does the same thing. Hmm. Also, and I think I mentioned this earlier, we're streaming live on the Google Plus right now, in person, right now. Yeah, that's cool. And we're soon to be done. Uh, however, the Google Plus this week opened a new feature. It's called Public Hangouts. Yeah. So you can enable your Hangout to be completely public. You just need a Google account. Imagine that with Google Plus invite. Uh, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Google Plus activated, and then you can join and talk and say hi and you know stuff. So we're going to probably be doing this more frequently now. So hopefully we can find some people to hang out with. Yeah. So. Um, where are we? So, do you know the start of movies? I do know the start like, of movies. Uh, like home movies, things you buy, like DVDs, yeah. VHSs. Right. Um, you know, you're about to say, who watches VHSs anymore? Well, if you look at a VHS tape and then you play a DVD, you get the same warning sign. Yes. Like for the... And on a VHS tape, you can fast forward legitimately. I think on a DVD, you can't. Nope, you can't. Unfast forwardable. Just like the stupid 15 minutes of advertisements right before the show. Mm-hmm. Not okay. Um... But it's real annoying, and um, it hasn't gotten a makeover ever, and just looks really ugly. Mm-hmm. And way too many words. Um, I agree. There were a lot of words. But now um, there'll be new copies of the logos. Like There's going to be two 10-second ads. Um, basically, it's just a more concise version of what it used to say, um, don't copyright, and uh, piracy is not a victimless crime. And so these messages are required to be presented on all... Or, like, 32 words. Good count. Um, <laughs> so, like, six um, companies have agreed that they'll put this on all their DVDs they make and everything. And, and um, But one guy, the guy who writes the article, does point out that pirated copies will not have to include these warnings. So, I just want to tell you how bad this is. It's going to be 20 seconds, 10 seconds each for each warning, and then you still have to have sat through all of the previews. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm bring popcorn. Yeah, you... Bring two bags, because you're going to use the first one for the first 15 minutes and the second one for the next two hours. Exactly. Um, Firefox was already covered, so let's talk about Windows 8. Apparently, Windows 8 is going to be launched sometime this year, so everybody suspects, and Microsoft is preparing to offer Buy Now and Get Windows 8 Later programs. Specifically, if you buy a Windows computer this summer, you can have a cheaper copy not free but cheaper copy of windows 8 when it comes out later that's cool so uh one of the cool things about this is that if you do this program potentially windows 8 pro which would be more expensive than as you can imagine than windows 8 regular uh will be significantly cheaper significantly discounted which is a good deal okay uh hey mr blogger man yeah 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 i Uh, I know you love blogs can you tell me something about amazon you know actually i can so you know how i like to blog about phones as soon as i can find them well apparently uh amazon would like to start uh, a tech blog a geek blog i don't know what that actually means what is a geek blog compared to a tech blog no idea i think geek blog means more like life hacker which is (laughs) which makes me cry yeah uh and also a photo blog so, like, kind of like photo journal. I like photo blogs. I like photo blogs too. Uh, I love cool. one of my favorite sites is that fail blog one, or just well, the sites I think that share. Be, you know, it'd be right. more uh, professional stuff. But yeah, anyway. But I like that. I like like lolcats and everything. Mm, lolcat. Lolcat bay. Is, is, is that like compared to I don't know like um, what is that other photo blog? Fail blog. Um, cheeseburger. Place. Oh, can I have a cheeseburger? Yeah. Yeah, I like that place. Aren't they the same company? Who knows? I thought they were. 
I don't know. Uh, so Amazon wants to start up those blogs, and they, I, I think that what they want to do is they want to compete with places like Engadget, The Verge, uh, Ars Technica, you know, all those major news sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that they kind of alluded to in the article I was reading is that, you know, uh, the affiliate program for Amazon? No. So uh, I believe last year uh, California said, hey, if you don't pay taxes Amazon, you can't be here. And Amazon said, well, I guess we don't get to uh, be here then. So everybody in California stopped paying, their, you know, stopped getting their affiliate dues, uh, mm-hmm. which means uh, California lost about a billion dollars in uh, tax revenue. Oops, uh, just because Amazon is a big part of the revenue there. Uh, so what an affiliate uh, on Amazon is that you get you get to sign up and you get a little code, and then whenever you want to write about a product or anything that's on Amazon, you put the code in the URL, and when a person shops there, you get part of the you get part of the profit. Yeah, that's cool. So it's a cool little thing. Uh, and so what they what they're going to do here is whenever a tech blogger, or geek blogger, or a photo blogger links to Amazon, Amazon will get instead of somebody else, well, they'll get their own money. You know what's too bad? That makes no sense. That you can't buy a journey from Amazon. Because you just told everybody to go buy it. Yeah, I know. You can't buy it from Amazon, and I didn't like it. You have to buy it in a physical... I mean, in a digital um, thingamajig. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you were trying to buy it at GameStop, apparently, it was still digital. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Um, it means to take their money and never give you anything. So I have another one here, Dropbox. You ever heard of Dropbox? I use Dropbox occasionally. So uh, the second... DropQuest has started today. Ooh. DropQuest, I played last year for about five rounds. And so what it is, it's kind of a like a little digital kind of scavenger hunt, kind of like a little, I don't know, puzzle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know in games you have to solve puzzles and stuff, and then you get points, and you get yeah. to proceed through the story. Well, the same thing is going to be true for Dropbox today and going forward for about a week or two. Uh, it's kind of fun. So you have to you know interpret clues and play little games on their website, and then you get points. You get... Uh, Megabytes, actually, for each step you complete. Oh, and if cool. you're the first one to complete, like, all 100 steps, you get 100 gigabytes. Yeah, you get 100 gigabytes forever for free. Cool. Yeah, so you might want to go play now if yeah. you haven't already. I'm going to play and get, try to get, a, like, another couple gigs. <laughs> it is, it is a, I mean, you can, you can, uh, like, when I played last year, I got an extra 300 gigs. I mean, not gigs, I mean megs. Ah, okay. <laughs> Oops. Um, so it is a good deal if you, you know, have time. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so you got anything else? Um, no, I think that's about it. I think I have this. Well, what do you got? Well, nothing, actually. Hold on. That's let, a shame. Let me, let me actually, like, learn how to actually, like, do things. Oh. oh. Okay, so I have this. It is said that a true cloud functions best when there is union. Synthesis. Seamlessness. Well, VM Limited's cloud isn't concerned with any of that stuff because it only manages the VMs we sell. And some say that's like being handcuffed to our solution. Well, I say, what's wrong with that? Especially if you're cuffed to someone who's foxy. Oh, suddenly being handcuffed isn't looking so bad there, is it, sister? What if I need to work with other hypervisors? Let's give her a big round of applause, everybody, right here. Woo! Give it up, give it up. <laughs> Woo! Just smile, smile. Well, that is an awesome commercial from Microsoft, is it not? Isn't it? 
Um, but so remember how we played the Gmail man yeah, and all the other things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's just not a smear campaign, but it's just like a promote weird roundabout promotional video. So you know, and like, I love these kind of videos. So you know, like all of the the other. I mean, Oracle does cloud stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's kind of what their business is. Yeah. So this is like kind of one of those things. Uh, Microsoft is also very big in the enterprise cloud market, and they're saying that you shouldn't shop in the back of the guy's truck. Yeah. Um, don't be like Ted. 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 Was it Ted? Yes, Ted. it was. No, Ted is. But so that was one of their yeah. jokes. So they like it's the Ted conference. That's kind of what this is supposed to be a take on, and it's Ted. Um, but it was a very funny commercial. And there's and, a link um, in the show notes, of course. And it's it's not just one commercial. There's like eight of them. Yeah. I thought it was funny that the video that we have linked here, um, Microsoft disabled the comments on. Well. I'm just saying. You have to. I know. I mean, I can see what. You don't want people to have a comment associated with it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's kind of funny. It might, the truth might get out. I know. I know. Uh, but no, it, it's very funny. Mm. And I, I especially like um, one of the other ones. Yeah. Um, there's, about, a, there's a lot of them. Yeah, and you should go if you want to get a good laugh. Um, check it out, especially if you like Microsoft, because they're they're doing this in in the spirit yeah. of humor. And if you're a network technician, you're gonna love it. Too. Oh man, you're gonna love it. Yeah. So, uh, where can we find you on the internet? Well, you can find me in, in um, SPPS's parking lot. I'll be in a van trying to sell them my cluster services. That sounds kind of weird. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Hanging out in a van and. Parking lot of a school. Um, you didn't say a school. You said SPPS. Yeah, well, I'm trying to sell them with, with my new. Um, uh, they one person at that school has requested that I design and build a system to log traffic of people. Um, like I guess you have to sign in on this book, and they want me to. I'm going to throw a computer there, and then they just type in their like their CIF number and everything, and just logs all that. And then if the if the administrator needs to go find out who's who and where they are, they just click there, and yeah. um, it's it's going to be a little quick thing when I write. Yeah. Um, still not quite sure how I want to do it. I'm not sure if I want to have it web based or not. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you'll figure it out. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean towards web, um, but we'll, we'll I'll figure that out. Uh, but I'm just trying to sell stuff to them. So where can we really find you on the internet? How did I get around about that? You totally discarded it. Matthewbetcher.com. Go there, find me, and tell me you found me. Maybe. I don't care. And then tweet a little but bit. Please, uh, just please don't email me. Uh, where can we email you? You can email me at matt at nexuslabs.com. And you can also... Ah! Orc, Wait, orc, orc, oh, orc. again. Ah, i got to stop doing that. I know. It's hard. Um, give me $100,000 so I can buy the dot com. Yeah, I know, right? Watch me mess up the dash next time. So, uh, of course, you can uh, leave feedback for this show at the Nexus on the feedback form we have at the Nexus dash crap. See, I did it. No, the dash nexus.tv slash feedback. And, of course, you can leave feedback there. You can uh, put your name and email address and you can pick the three shows that we have and uh, leave feedback. And we'll all get sent the feedback so everybody will see it simultaneously. It's really cool. Uh, and, of course, you can find me, Ryan Rampersad, just about anywhere, especially on the Twitter, RyanMR. You can find me here at the Nexus doing all these shows that I wish we did more of. Speaking of which, we did a special yesterday that covered our progress. And in that special, we had a call for not only cameramen or women, depending on who you are, uh, we also had a call for either guests or hosts. Now, I am looking for specifically a person to either be a guest. It's about a 20 to 30 minute thing. You can just say hi, big week, and then you can talk about whatever you like to talk about. And I'll ask you questions, kind of like an interview, but not really. Yeah. It's casual conversation. That's kind of what we're going for, a discussion on something. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and then uh, maybe potentially if that goes well, we can evolve, evolve you into a host and hopefully uh, make a series out of it during the summer and then we'll work it out during the winter. Mm-hmm. So that, that uh, and, and you can listen to more about that and what we need from you uh, on uh, that episode, which was, I believe, when the wind is howling. Yeah, and um, time is running short for applications for joining Mad Scientist. Um, it's a series of um, more sciencey than technology, but um, we'll, we'll I think it's it. more destruction than science. Also, just so you know, just so you know, same thing. One of no, the same, not quite. Remember, we all, I always try to blow something up in the name of science. And By remember, accident. But but also, but remember. If it's not a problem, it was a travesty. That's right. Have a good one. <laughs>